everyone, and welcome to the Shelf Care Interview, an occasional conversation series where Booklist talks to book people. This Shelf Care Interview is sponsored by Ravel. I'm Susan McGuire, and today I'm talking to romantic suspense author Lynette Eason. Lynette Eason is the award-winning author of over 50 books, including the Women of Justice, Deadly Reunions, and Blue Justice series. Her books have appeared on multiple bestseller lists, and the movie Her Stolen Past, based on Lynette's novel, premiered in February 2018 on Lifetime. The first book in the Danger Never Sleep series, Collateral Damage, comes out in January, January 7th to be specific, from Ravel. So thank you so much for joining me, Lynette Eason. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about Collateral Damage and, and maybe about the Danger Never Sleep series. Okay, so when it came time to come up with a new series idea, I kind of asked around some friends, writing buddies and readers, and I was like, what do you guys want me to write about next? A lot of them said, well, we like military. And I was like, oh, well, that's just lovely, because I don't know much about military. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know, right? But I had uh, a lot of friends, a lot of contacts that are in the military, so I just kind of reached out and said, hey, if I were to write a series about this, would you guys help me out? And make sure I don't make a fool out of myself. And after a good laugh, they said, yes, sure. And so Collateral Damage is the first book in this series, and it is about a military psychologist. Her name is Brooke Adams, and she uh, leaves the Army um, after uh, nearly being killed by an explosion and has gone into practice with a buddy of hers who gave her a job after she got out. And Asher James is former special ops, and he has a lot of PTSD issues, and he finally caves to the need for help and goes to see Brooke. And the story starts from there. (laughs) Yeah, to say that's just the beginning feels like an understatement. (laughs) A lot of stuff happens in this book. Well, but you've written about law enforcement before, right? Some of your other series? Oh, yeah. So what, what, what was the big difference writing about because part of collateral damage is set in Afghanistan, but really most of the action, I guess, takes place in the U.S. I guess I want to know more about your research process and if knowing about U.S. law enforcement was helpful or if that kind of hindered you or if there's things you had to unlearn. or. Well, my main concern was making sure that I portrayed my military scenes. The first couple of chapters did take place in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure that everything the description of the country and, you know, the setting and everything was accurate. And so it was really funny. It ran into, I was at a conference back in January. I had to turn the book in in February and I was starting to panic because I couldn't get a straight answer from the people that had said they were going to help me out. And they they Uh were trying to be very helpful, actually. It was just some of the information. I I know, right? I'm starting to panic. But I mean, they were—they truly were trying to be helpful. But some of the information was—it was like it could go either way. Like, like it was not conflicting necessarily. But you could write it this way, or you can write it this way, or it could happen this way. And I'm like, ugh. Okay, so I didn't want to pick the wrong way, you know. And um, I was at a conference in January, and I ran into a guy. And he actually had the exact same job as the hero in my story. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good, you're hired. And so yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Let me buy you and a coffee. I, I, exactly. And uh, so I was like, oh, please, will you be willing to read this and help me out and give me the correct terminology and just give it that little bit of flair that anybody in the military and the Army who read this would go, oh, wow, she did her research. Yeah. And so he did. He went through it. And we sat down together, actually, and he's like, I changed this to this and this to this. And, mm-hmm. ooh, add this in there because that'll be really, you know, so anyway, it, it really worked out well, and so now he's my go-to person for the rest of the series. <laughs> nice, good. I think, you know, getting conflicting information from people, I'm sure everybody has such different experiences there, and your even your characters, you know, as a romance reader, I'm going to make a guess that her three friends uh-huh. are involved in future books in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, right, And so, yeah. But their experiences in Afghanistan were so different from each other that you know, I can see why you get conflicting information or information that seems conflicting. Right. And, yeah. And so I just, you know, to ha- actually have somebody who had the same job, who yeah. did the exact same thing, he's like, this is how it would go down. He said, this has been my experience. So I felt like I could write it from that perspective and be accurate. Cool. Well, yeah. So you mentioned pulling your friends to find out what to write next, but can you talk about what inspires your writing or if there was something else besides uh, maybe your bossy friends that inspired you to go the military route? Yeah, well, originally when I first started writing, I had always loved, I always loved the suspense stories. You know, I grew up on Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys and Sweet Valley High and Trixie Belden and the Boxcar yes. Children. So I always loved that you know, that mystery suspense aspect. And as I got older and started reading Alfred Hitchcock and um, Agatha Christie, all those, and I was like, okay, so I really like the mystery aspect, but um, I also like romance too. And so Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I like the whole romantic suspense genre, I think the best. And so I think that's what I'm going to try and write. And then it was just a matter of sitting down and kind of trying to think of a story that would fit publishers expectations and after four or five rejections (laughs) okay yes the truth yeah after I finally landed a contract with Harlequin's Love Inspired Suspense Line and then Uh a couple years later uh, Ravel liked the longer stories that I had in mind so and I always talk to my editor I'm like okay what you know what do you think the market is looking for what do you think Mm -hmm. the committees are looking for because I can pretty much make a story out of anything I just need you know, I just need an idea and I can run with yeah. it. Yeah. I think especially with romance and, and maybe with mystery too, the characters are, to me as a reader anyway, the characters are the most important part. So as long as you have those characters, you can kind of, sh- it sounds like you can kind of shape them into something that will suit the market. Absolutely. That's, yeah. That's also interesting. I think for non-writers, we don't really think about the editor contributing to like the beginning parts of the book. You know, I think we Mm -hmm. often think of the editor as the person who receives the manuscript and makes it better. So that's interesting to hear how you and your editor talk about things from the beginning. Oh, absolutely. She is the only editor I've had at this publishing house. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've uh, gotten to know each other and developed a relationship over the 12 years that I've been writing for. So now I just, you know, I'll call her up or I usually see her at a conference and say, okay, you know, it's about time for another series. Do you have anything you want to, you want from me? Or what do you think about this? And I have a story idea this past September at a conference in San Antonio and 
I told her how I was planning to open the third book in the Danger Never Sleep series, which is the one I'm working on right now. And she was like, oh, you know what? I don't think that's going to fly. What about this? And so she yeah. threw out another idea. And I was like, oh, oh, I actually like that better. Thank you. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it is nice to be able to have that, that feedback from your editor. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So you mentioned starting as a young reader with Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys and those sort of classic books like that. But were there any uh, contemporary writers who you really looked up to or who really inspired you when you were starting out? Of course, I've always admired writers being able to write stories that actually kept my attention. And I guess when I decided, you know, I read a, a writer, oh, way back in whew, 94, 95, something like that, I can't, 96, I don't remember. And her name was Dee Henderson. And mm-hmm. sure. I read I think her. Dee Henderson yes. will be familiar to our listeners, I think. I would think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's phenomenal. And I, saw, I read her book called Danger in the Shadows. And I, it just clicked. It was like, oh my gosh, this is so what I want to write. I want to write a story like this. Mm-hmm. And so I think started just kind of playing with writing at that point and just sat down and started, uh, you know, writing something, come up with characters, a storyline, plot, that kind of stuff. And then she came out with The Negotiator, which was, um, you know, another one of the O'Malley series. And I read that one, and in the back it had her email address. And I thought, oh, oh, I'm going to email her and just, you know, tell her how much I love her stories. I did. I said, I want to be just like you when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) And lo and behold, uh, she emailed me back, and I nearly died. And um, she was just so encouraging and very gracious and I mean she's still kind of a mentor I could email her Mm -hmm. and call her at any point and just go hey what do you think about this and you know she's just she's so supportive so wonderful and being able to do a couple of anthologies with her and have my name on the cover of a book with her husband phenomenal yeah well um it's about time to wrap up our quick conversation but I just wanted before we started recording you were worried that your dog was going to bark and she hasn't, but <laughs> if you want to give a shout out to your dog. Oh, my goodness. I, Sasha is, she is an uh, American Eskimo. She's a miniature. She weighs about 15 Aww. pounds. A big, white, fluffy furball. Um, very vocal about what she wants and what she doesn't want. And right now she wants to be back here with me, but yes. that's just not going to happen while I'm on the She loves your books. She can't help it. She's turning into a wonderful writing buddy. Good. I'm glad to hear it. So do you know when the next Danger Never Sleeps book is coming out? The next book is called Acceptable Risk, Mm -hmm. and it releases in the fall of 2020. Great. Well, thank you for joining me and for chatting. We kind of covered a little bit of everything. And thank you to Ravel for sponsoring this shelf care interview. And everybody go out and read Collateral Damage coming out in January. Thank you, Lynette. Thank you.